Welcome back to the Neutral Zone Packers edition. I'm Mason Malik. I'm here with Tyler Stevens. And after the Steelers-Packers game, business as usual for the Packers. They come out with another win. However, CBS really dropped the ball, missing seemed like the whole first quarter with, the, I believe it was the Titans-Jets overtime. Was that correct? Yeah, that was painful. I, I was It was driving me nuts because we're sitting there missing the Packers game. And it's it's the game of the week. On CBS, the 325 start, and we're sitting there watching Jets and Titans. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But, yeah, yeah, go go on, go on, sorry. Yeah, that, that was tough, but rest of the game kind of went how we expected, I think. Uh, the Steelers struggled where we thought they would struggle. And uh, some injuries to talk about. Obviously, the Jair injury. We have Jalen Smith, a new addition. But. First, just tell me your overall thoughts about how, how the game went. So the Packers played pretty well. The Steelers, I've been pretty critical of the Steelers this year. I think they are trending in the wrong direction, and a lot of that is because of that offensive line and Ben Roethlisberger. And game's pretty close to start. It looked like it was going to be a good ball game, but the Packers kind of took off, and they were playing well. Um you know, there was a few opportunities where they could have really broke this game wide open once again. I feel like that's been the theme for a few weeks now. Uh, not the best game, in my opinion, from Rodgers. I do hold him to a high standard, though. He still played well, but missed a few of those deep balls that really could have broke this one wide open. But I'm happy with what I saw on the field from the team today. But like you said, we got some injury concerns. It's it's getting a little concerning for me. Yeah, let's just hop right into those. Just talk. Let's avoid the O line today because we talk about the O line enough. So let's let's focus on the secondary. Tell me about the well, secondary, your concerns, and all that. Well, before we get into, obviously, we're going to talk about Jair quite a bit. I want to actually put you on the spot and ask your opinion as a non-biased. I want to ask you who you think the Packers blue chip or impact players are. Can you name like just the guys you could think think of? I'll help you out with it if you're drawing a blank. Rodgers, Devontae, Aaron Jones, um, Jair, and probably Zadarius. I got a lot of them. I, I, Zadarius and so I didn't, Bach I, and I, Elgin Jenkins. Yeah, that you have all the same, except for instead of Aaron Jones, I had Kenny Clark. I think either either or of those guys is fine. But let's let's just go, just for the heck of it, let's go with those eight guys. Out of those eight guys, four of them are injured right now. Elton Jenkins, Jair Alexander, uh, Zadaria Smith, and David Bakhtiari. So they're missing half of their impact blue chip talent. And that's what makes this team what it is because they do have depth in some areas, but it's the big-time players that make this roster. I think there's no arguing with that. And right now they're missing a whole whole heck of a lot of these guys. So it, it is a big concern. Um uh-huh. While that list is pretty large, those first few names that I stated, uh, they make up for a lot, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yep, yeah. those are the two big ones. Although, I'd make an argument. This is a little, little hot, a little bit of a hot take. I'd make an argument that Jair or Bakhtiari might be more important to this team. Although maybe not Bakhtiari anymore with what we've seen this year, but Jair's definitely in that conversation. Um. But, yeah, those are the two guys, Rodgers and Devontae. It's hard to argue with that. 
But yeah, let's hop into that Jair injury. So we don't have a whole lot of news yet. It sounds like LaFleur thinks that he might be getting surgery. They're looking for other opinions to try to avoid that. And if he has surgery, his season's probably over. It would be a real shame because opportunity for the Packers to really be contenders. Um, but you know, you also don't want to kind of force him back in there when something needs to be surgically repaired and ha- he have long-term damage. So what, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, uh, if he loses Jair, that's, that's really tough, especially going into this matchup with the Bengals. That's, that's a bad time to lose Jair and just the uncertainty with Kevin King and you got another rookie out there in Stokes. That's, that's a disaster. Like you said, he's one of the blue chip players. I think he's one of the best corners in the league. I don't know what's going to happen, but you got to hope for the best. Yeah, it's it's really scary, and especially considering Kevin King has been out as well. I mean, we know what Kevin King is at this point, but they're going to need him to come out of the concussion protocol and play some reps this weekend because at Boundary Corner, they don't really have anybody else outside of him and Stokes right now. Uh, they, they brought in Russell Douglas this week, which, you know, a lot of people were upset about that because it was in the same day where the Packers were allegedly going for Stefan Gilmore. But I do like this uh, this acquisition by the Packers. I think it is just fine. Really? You like the signing? Yeah. I mean, it's low risk. He's on a vet minimum deal. Um, if it didn't happen the same day as the Stefan Gilmore stuff, I think it would be just fine. But it feels like a consolation prize, and that's what makes me not like it, if that makes sense. How many teams has he been on? Like five or six teams? Oh, in the last, yeah, trust like... me. I told you he's been on six teams in five years, and he's been on four different teams in 2021. Yeah, but that's, just, that's they, a disappointment from they going need, from They Gilmore need bodies. That. That's what they need right now. They need bodies because, like I said, they only have like two or three boundary corners, and someone's got to play out there. And can it get much worse than what Kevin King has shown this year? I don't know if it can. I think you might get your wish. <laughs> We're going to find out. I will say he is rated higher in P- by PFF than Kevin King is this year. I don't know what to do with that information, but, I mean, I probably would be too if I was out there. So I mean, It depends on how your feelings are on PFF and how they grade, but yeah, that's not a good look for King. No, it is not. Let's talk about Jalen Smith. What's your thoughts on that? I kind of like the signing because I thought, yeah, I think he's still a pretty solid linebacker. A lot of people think that he's lost speed with the injury. I mean, I don't sit there and watch Cowboys all 22 all the time, so I can't say for certain, but I, I think it's a pretty solid signing off the top. So I've always liked the Cowboys linebackers. I've always been a big fan of Van Der Esch and Jalen, and so I've kind of seen him play here and there, and, and Jalen Smith was really quite an amazing player. He did have that injury, and it, he did lose a step. But he provides some much-needed depth to this inside linebacker position. So a lot of people with Jalen Smith, they're either saying, oh, he's great, he's going to come in and play right away, he's going to change our defense. And other people are saying, oh, he's washed, he can't play, what a waste of a signing. But I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I don't think he's going to be quite as good as guys like Devondre Campbell or even um, Chris Barnes. I think those guys will still be the starters, but I do think he will give them some depth. I think he's better than guys like 
Oren Burks and Ty Summers. Burks, it's on the fence there, and it's going to provide them with some depth. But a concern is a guy with that's not going to be a starter, and he hasn't ever really played special teams. I don't know, I don't know how much use he's going to be. So we're we're going to find out. He has the experience, he has the pedigree, but he did lose a step, and he. So I'm, I'm, it's kind of hard to tell. It's a low risk move, and I absolutely like it for that reason because there's no risk involved. Really? So you think it's just a depth piece? I feel like that's kind of odd. I mean, yeah, I. I mean, he obviously has the upside because of what he's done and who he is. So he could come in in a new scheme. It's it's well known that the Cowboys' defensive scheme is very hard on linebackers. Um, Joe Barry's defense is known to not be so much that way. So maybe he's going to come in here and he's going to not necessarily look like a different player, but maybe he's going to kind of regenerate a little bit and and start moving back in the right direction. Yeah, that's got, that's got to be the best case scenario and getting a fresh start and getting in that starting role. We'll see, but he's not going to start right away. He's going to be obviously on the bench for a while or as a depth piece, like he said. But I I would maybe expect him to start at some point. But maybe it it wouldn't surprise me. I I don't I don't see him ever starting over Devondre Campbell because this is a guy I have not praised enough. He has been an absolute great acquisition by the Packers. He has been one of the better players on this defense, and he's provided some stability at that inside linebacker position. And week in, week out, he is he has played very well. All right, let's talk about Aaron Jones just a little bit because I was disappointed as a fantasy owner. I know we've talked about this in the past. You told me I was going to be disappointed because he's going to be taken out at certain points of the game as for rest. It's a long season, and that's basically what happened. He seemed like he sat most of the third and fourth quarter there. Well, that's the thing with Aaron Jones. I mean, you look at him year by year. He hasn't really played a full season in his NFL career. He always gets a little dinged up. And Packers drafted A.J. Dillon for a reason, especially when they got a lead. They're going to be leaning on him to wear down defenses. He's just a different runner, and if you have that kind of guy and you can give – you know, your premier player like Aaron Jones, if you can give him a breather on the sideline, keep him healthy, keep him from getting hit, you absolutely need to do that. And that's what they did. And that's what I warned you at the beginning of the year, taking him in fantasy. I'm like, you're going to love having Aaron Jones, but by the end of the year, you're going to absolutely hate A.J. Dillon. Sounds like you were definitely right on that. I guess from a team's perspective, it is the right move. But as a fantasy perspective, it's, <laughs> it's definitely very frustrating. Yeah, that's how fantasy can be, though. They don't they don't let you call the shots just because you have money on your team. What were your thoughts of uh, Big Ben, how he played? Uh, I think Big Ben, I, I hate to say it because I've always, well, I wouldn't say I, I always liked him. I, I liked his game. For, for most of his career, but it seems like this is pretty much it for Big Ben. I don't I don't see how you can win with him at this point. I mean, they've got so much on on that that roster, and they they can't do much. I mean, he was the best player on the Packers defense on Sunday. And that's putting <laughs> it lightly. So that that's my take on Big Ben right now. I hate to say it, but it's just it's it is what it is at this point. Uh, any other thoughts on the Steelers game, or do you want to move forward to uh, next week's matchup? Um, the defense played a little better. I mean, I, Joe Barry is—he's made some adjustments 
so far this season, I'd like to keep seeing and improving though. Because like I said, if they had a if they had an actual quarterback in there, game could have been a little different. Yeah, Big Ben definitely struggling. Seemed like the defense did uh, stop the run for the most part till uh, the end there. That one, that one drive, kind of like garbage yeah, the, time. The run defense has been a little better. I will give credit where it is due. Um, it's definitely been better despite being a little banged up, not having Zedarius in there. They've they've been all right. All right, moving forward, Packers play the Bengals next week. I believe they play in Cincinnati, correct? Yes. All right. Looks like the line is three. Packers minus three, and I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about this matchup. Um, at first, off the surface, I. I'm picking the Packers. I think the Packers have an easy game. And then when you look deeper into it, it's like, all right, maybe maybe the Bengals could maybe squeak one. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? You see, if you got guys like Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander in there, I'd feel much better about slowing down some of the weapons on that offense. But without those guys, this is a big concern because I've been very critical of the Bengals' offensive line. And what in their decisions they made in the offseason not to enhance that line. But it's kind of proved me wrong. The line has been a little better than they, they were expected to be this year. Um, so it's going to be tough for the Packers to really slow these guys down. They're going to need a pass rush. Or Burrow could, could pick them apart. If you're going with Kevin King and Eric Stokes on the outside, I mean, you got, you got a lot of talent you got to cover. So I'm, I'm a little concerned for the Packers' defense this week. But on the flip side, I think the offense should keep rolling. Um, they're not running the ball this year quite as well as I would have thought. So I, I like to see their their rushing game pick it up a little bit. But I, I do think their offense will score, you know, the usual amount of points. I think they'll put plenty of points on the board, and I think ultimately that's what's going to win them the game. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I watched that game. Oh, I watched it over and. Basically, what I told you was that the Bengals, they're going to struggle versus teams with a pass rush. And when they played the Bears, that's exactly what happened. That pass rush ate them, picked them apart, and caused Burrow to throw like three interceptions in a row. So, like you said, without Zadarius out there and some of these injuries, they've got some talented wide receivers. And I believe T. Higgins is going to be coming back this week, it looks like. So, Burrow is definitely capable of doing some damage. Well, the obvious thing might be the biggest matchup being the Packers defensive backs versus the receivers, but I think we actually believe this game's going to be won and lost in the trenches with the Packers front seven. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely fair to say. If the, if the Packers can get a pass rush going and disrupt Burrow, I think they easily win this game. But if, if they struggle, this game's going to be closer than I think people might realize. And that, and that would indicate what some of the betting line movements – have shown so far. It looks like the uh, Bengals have 25% of the tickets and 60% of the money, which is very, it's very odd. Which means a lot of the sharp money is coming in on the Bengals. So they're seeing something that a lot of the other public isn't seeing. We'll see, but I think it, it could be closer than what the public thinks. It really, for me, is going to come down to this pass rush. I mean, Kenny Clark has been like a man possessed this year. He has been lights out. It's time for him. I mean, he's been getting a push like no other, and I think that's finally going to start leading into some more production, as well as Rashawn Gary. I think both of those guys are right there. They're playing great. 
Uh, and Preston's been solid as well. But it's time for these guys. They need they need to kind of do- dominate in this game, and the Packers should be in good shape. But if they if they don't get a push, it's going to be a real real tough one to pull off. Yeah, Rashawn Gary's been doing pretty solid. He's, his pressure numbers are really good, but he, you're going to have to get some production in this game. You're going to actually have to get to the quarterback, get those sacks. And that's going to be the key to the game. Absolutely. And how about this Bengals defense? I mean, I think their defense is pretty underrated, but obviously the Packers offense is capable of picking anybody apart at any, any game. Yeah, it's definitely a no-name defense, and that's not necessarily – I don't say that in a bad way, but they don't really have a whole lot of star power, but they're a pretty good unit, and they're, they're no slouch over there. So Packers will have you know their work cut out for them on the offensive side, but I don't know if I really can see many defenses slowing down the Packers all that much. I, I, I can't see it right now. From what we've seen, even though Rodgers hasn't been super sharp in the running game, there's still more that needs to be there. But yeah, I just I, I don't I don't see them being shut down by anybody, let alone the Bengals. So who's gonna be your star of the game? Packers come out with a victory. If the Packers come out with a victory, it'll be because of one player. Is that the question? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Do I go offense or defense or just pick whoever? Right, I know our, we said our key to the game was the pass rush, but if you just give me one player who you think is going to have a great game. One guy who I think is going to have a great yeah. game? Oof, this is tough. There's so many. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be this is gonna be a surprise one. I think this could be a big game for Darnell Savage. I think he's going to play a lot in the nickel, which I hope he does, because he's going up against Tyler Boyd, and I think Darnell Savage is going to have to have a big game for the Packers to pull this one out. Uh, we don't talk a lot about Darnell Savage. We're usually talking about the offensive line, so I think it's <laughs> definitely a, a very solid pick. How mad would you have been if I would have said an offensive lineman? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be mad. It's just it's every it's we talk about it every time. So. I didn't. I haven't yet today. So yeah, we're, well, we're kind of talking about it right now. But that's that's true. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Let's get into a game prediction. What's the score looking like? I'm going with a higher higher scoring affair. I'm going with 35-31 Packers win it. Wow. Yep, I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, I don't see that happening personally. <laughs> I don't see that at all, but that's bold. It's bold, but that's just that's what I'm seeing. I think Packers have to score a lot of points to win this one. Interesting. I got Packers... 26, Bengals 21. 26, 21. That's so not, fair. That's not exactly a 30-plus points each side, but... Um, so it looks like we both took the Packers to cover in this one for all you gamblers out there. Uh, so I guess that's the pick. Maybe we should start tallying and seeing how much we're right and wrong every week against the spread. Because I have Sounds no like idea. Sounds like a good idea. I'll have to start, yeah, we'll have to start doing that. Maybe we'll have to go back and, and look it all up. All right. Anything else you want to cover before we wrap this up? Um, no, that should do it. Hopefully, we're not we're talking about good news when it comes to Jair Alexander within the next few days. I got my fingers crossed, and let's hope, let's pray. There's no surgery involved, and we'll see him back this year. That's all I gotta say. All right, let's see if the Packers can take care of business in Cincinnati. We'll be back next week. See if they can pull it out. Thanks for tuning in.